Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. The bright lights are shining across all of the Greyhound tracks across Australia this week. It is uh, finals when it comes to state editions of the Nationals. It is going to be a massive Thursday night. Please, please, please do not be confused and head to Sandown Park Thursday because it is the Meadows Thursday night here in Melbourne. All of the uh, the big tracks are lining. It's going to be one hell of a night of racing. And I tell you what, I am tickled pink by the strength of the finals for both the National Sprint State Final and the State Final for the distance here in Victoria. They are uh, jam-packed with talent. To discuss that and to discuss a massive show where we catch up with Lisa Dalbridge, we have an analyzer, uh, we have run of the week and plenty more. It's Corey Smith to break it all apart, break it down. Smithy Smith, how are you, mate? I'm going well, mate. I've had a few days off. I'm nice and refreshed and I'm excited to get into it because uh, we've got some cracking races at the Meadows this Thursday. Uh, Not something that I say all that often. It's Still, uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around my week at the moment, knowing that we're racing Thursday and I've got this Saturday night off. But uh, I'm excited, nevertheless. Ventured back down to where you grew up over the weekend, I hear, Smithy. My spies tell me, and you you may well have been seen down at uh, Seal Rock or down at the Penguin Parade. Is that correct? <laughs> no, I didn't quite get down to Seal Rock at the, or the Penguin Parade, mate. But I uh, did manage to have a couple of frothies with a few mates I hadn't seen for a while. So it was good, uh, good to get down there and nice and refreshed and ready to get stuck into a busy period over the next few weeks. Run of the week. We're straight into normal programming, run of the week, Smithy, and we both agree that we wanted to chat about Palawar King, this greyhound that's come down back-to-back weeks for Ray Smith now. Jack Smith, as he's known from Forbes, and he just has this uncanny knack of squeezing his way through the field from last to first. He's done it back-to-back weeks, and I don't reckon there'd be too many greyhounds out there that have been able to do that at the Meadows over 600 metres. Firstly, here is that particular win from Palawar King. Away in racing, and Palawar King's missed the start. He'll drop to the race. Out fast, Raven Parrot goes through to Lee Jigglypuff and Pelawa King squeezing. It's getting tough, but he got to second. And right now, just about looks game, set, match. They're followed by Triumph. Grace in shock. Ailey Bales a mile back. And at the end, Wrangler Jane. Here goes Pelawa King. Sets his sights on Raven Parrot. And they come off the back and the favourite zooms to the lead. They're well clear to Jigglypuff. And then Ailey Bale. Triumph starting to make some ground. Pelawa King kicked away. Led by four. Raven Parrot does a really good job to stick on but it's all Palawar King and he does it oh so easily Palawar King by four it's a pretty serious type Palawar King there was a moment down the back Smithy when he looked like he was just going to go through and just go bang and he probably took one or two strides sitting alongside Raven Parrot and then he really did just hit turbo put them away and he's a he's a pretty serious dog Palawar King and he can do it from five to seven hundred meters so he is Mr Versatile yeah he's an absolute rocket and I know we've spoken about on this podcast before who and the best trainers and the ones that you'd give your fastest dogs to. And I reckon Jack Smith would be right up there. He's uh, he's a phenomenal trainer. And to do what he's done this these last two weeks, come and give Palo King a couple of 600s driving down from Forbes, as you mentioned. And then he heads up to, on Thursday night to Wentworth Park over the 700 to try and qualify to come down to the Nationals here. So it's been a cracking ca- campaign. And I was watching with one of my mates uh, that isn't a massive Greyhound follower, but we, we had a responsible wager on uh, on Palo King on the weekend. And, and when you called him home, he thought he, you were talking about the two. And I go, nah, nah, James is talking <laughs> about the six here. And he goes... Well, he's gone nice and early there. I go, no, nah, he's a proper greyhound. And now I think Palawan King might be my mate's uh, 
favourite dog after that. So yeah. it was a cracking run. It was a cracking run. And what, what is he doing, Ray Smith? Because I actually made a little bit of a joke when they were heading to the box. As I said, I'm not sure if Jack Smith has just jumped on the wrong um, network when it comes to doing his <laughs> nominations and he keeps accidentally clicking on the Meadows when Sydney's a hell of a lot closer for him. But he's obviously got the long-term plan of maybe a, a race like the Hume Cup and he's just, I suppose, getting the the K's into the dog's legs around the meadows so that he knows exactly what he's doing when he comes down here and he's not really an interstate raider anymore. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of really smart by him. He's obviously got the Nationals to have a crack at. He's got the Hume Cup, as you touched on, but he can do it from 500 to 700 metres. So maybe a race like the Top Gun kind of is in the the offing for him later in the year. So uh, I reckon it's incredibly intelligent of Jack Smith to give him a few meadows runs and it'll be interesting to see what sort of races he can compete in uh, towards the back half of the year here. And the one-off final for the state distance, that's the race he next attempts on Thursday night, correct, Smithy? Hey, it certainly is, Jim. Uh, it's a good race for seven dogs in it. Up at Wentworth Park, Bandit Jane, Zipping Vanessa, Punter's Bandit, Ritzer Piper, Palawar King, Zipping Kansas and Corball Magic. So we've seen plenty of them down here before. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see whether he can find his way through to the final. The Analyzer. Alrighty, there we go, the analyzer. We haven't heard uh, that on this podcast for a very, very long time, but uh, I am going to analyze the run of Postman Pat from last Saturday night. Now, I'm not too sure how this will work for a podcast, probably better um, if you could see the vision, but I just wanted to chat a little bit about the the, the way that he was beaten uh, on uh, Thursday night, on Saturday night, rather. Um, And I think it was purely because of the draw and a fire going with him in the run of the first corner. So I've just got the, uh, the race rolling here just in the background so we can talk through what exactly happens with Postman Pat. He drew tough last week, but he, he he's also drawn tough this week with box number five after jumping from seven last week. Now, as I let this vision go in the background, he jumped beautifully from box number seven, went to accelerate across the face of the field, just had that little brush early with Idolize, and I reckon that cost him momentum. Then he gets stuck outside of a fire. He wanted the rail. A fire was just refusing to give up that position, and when they travelled down the back straight at the Meadows, they were toe-to-toe. Postman Pat was slightly going better but he was just trying to get across to the rail and him and a fire just kept making contact that left Tinker Norm to go around the outside and take the lead so based on that analyzing Smithy I reckon you take out Idolize for the first bump and then you take out a fire who was the greyhound that was then able to match postman Pat and he is going to be mighty hard to beat because I looked at the field for this week. He's got Tinker Norm, Yachi Bale, Amron Boy. He will clear those for fun. The only one that I reckon can half go with him is Aussie Rocks, and I still don't think he can go fully with him. So my analyzer tells me, based on that run, it was a little bit of a messy edition of the analyzer, I think, Smithy, but I reckon Postman <laughs> Pat is going to get the job done. He's going to be hard to beat. He's obviously been uh, aimed up at this and hopefully he finds his way to, through to the Group 1 final. But, uh, yeah, it's a cracking race. And it was it was a little bit disappointing on face value. But as you just described wonderfully there in the analyzer segment, uh, he had a few things go against him and he's going to be even better for, for copying that sort of pressure. He's going to learn more and more from that run and uh, he got his way through to the final. That's the main thing. Thursday's well, preview. I've got to be honest, I'm not sure I'll be doing an analyzer without any vision again, to be honest. But, uh, I, I hope that on sale Thursday night, I'm getting confused with the days. I won't be the only one, I tell you. I reckon three or four cars will be on autopilot to uh, Sandown Park on Thursday night. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, I hope by Thursday night you can see what I was getting at. The fact that there's a little bit less speed on the inside, I reckon Postman Pat's going to zip across and get the job done. Let's get through this preview quickly for uh, Thursday night racing at the Meadows, 10 past six for the first time with 
quest for pace in race number one, I think, uh, can lead and can win. Yeah, 5-12 early on debut. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with that, so quest for pace for me as well. Race number two, I like two. Corborn Domino to run a top four and Shimmer Current to be the winner or top two. I'd be playing some kind of same race multi in this. The other one you could throw in probably is Caribou Bale to run a place. was a pretty good run behind Shimmer Current, but I just like the speed of Shimmer Current in the run to the first corner. Yeah, 502 uh, on Saturday night. Shimmer Current, if it repeats that, it'll be leading and leading for fun. Corborn Domino will be the one that'll be rocking in home, though. Race number three, call me Marley for me here. Uh, the Greyhounds uh, won six races from box eight, so probably is better suited out wide. And we saw that with that phenomenal win at Shep last time, 25.06. But this is this is a very winnable race, I think, for him because there's not a crack amount of speed. So if he jumps evenly, runs his 5.15-ish early, that might just be enough to, to lead. And from there, I think they'll be all out trying to chase him. I think this race is, is a really hard one to kind of decipher. If Crystal Bale goes back to splitting those low fives and carts across, then uh, it's anyone's race. But uh, I'm going to be with Crystal Bale, just hoping that she can find the front, go back to the form of a few starts ago. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not a confident one for me. Ever since I said Crystal Bale's the most reliable beginner in Australia, she hasn't jumped her next two. But uh, that's normally the way it goes, uh, putting the moz on them. Race four on with three. Gabby's Eros on top. I reckon the run was good uh, for a 600 debut last time. And, yeah, I reckon this is a winnable race for uh, Gabby. Yeah, I think it comes up with a better draw here from box number three. I want to play around the two and the three, but uh, leaning towards Gabby's Euros as well. My best for the night, race five, number one. You heard in the analyzer, this Greyhound of Fire could match just about Postman Pat for the first couple of hundred. And if they didn't come together, they'd probably go one-two in a heat of the Nationals. And, and, and clearly, he's not going around in a mix four and five the week later, drawn the plums. So I'm pretty keen, race five, number one, a fire. Yep, my best bet of the night. I think you can start the quaddie with just a single number there. The number one, the fire will be getting the job done. This looks very, very well placed after being in arguably the toughest of the three heats on Saturday night. This looks an easier conveyance, that's for sure. Great minds, great minds, great minds. Smithy, we're back. Uh, race six, I like four, baby JC. Her run had to be seen to be believed, I reckon, for a dead set pace lead dog uh, to just show the tenacious will to chase and to pass dogs last week. I know she didn't qualify, but her run, uh, it was it was enormous, baby JC. I don't, I don't think anyone, oh, I don't think anyone lost admiration for what she can do. It was It was such a big performance. So I think she'll be hard to beat here. Now, she is a proper top-line superstar. What she did on the weekend, as you touched on, was just freaky. She gets a much better map here. Make no promise is going to look for the rail, and she should have plenty of room to move from box number four, and if she finds a front, she's not getting beat. Race seven, Zohar Bale for me in the Victoria National Distance Final. Terrific race, very even feel, but uh, this Graham was nothing short of freakish last time at Sandown. The last 100 metres, the legs were going like winks. They were just 100 miles an hour. Uh, so, so impressive. I think he'll be, he'll be really, really hard to beat, and I think he's going to develop developing to uh, a genuine Group 1 stayer. I've always had a bit of a thing in my head, and I, this is not backed up by stats or anything, but the second up run at 700 metres is always a query for me. Um, but Zohar Bale going 41.40 on 700 metre debut is going to be incredibly hard to beat, but this is probably one of those races where I want to wait for prices. Like if they put up a big price about some, an Alfie Moon or even a Sunnyside Zeus where you can play each way, um, then I'll probably be keen to play. But uh, I think Sunnyside Zeus will lead and uh, there'll be plenty of pressure coming at some point and whether Zohar Bale can get through the field remains to be seen. Victoria National Sprint Final, Race 8, the State Final, 12,000 to the winner. Tinker Norm 1, 2, Yachi Bale, 3, Amron Boy, 4, Aussie Rocks, 5, Postman Pat, 6, Eldorado, 7, Zippy Tesla and 8, Landon Bale. The more I look at this, the more this race lacks a heap of speed. So I think Postman Pat gets his own way to the front. Landon Bale tracks him to second and there is no way Landon Bale will run down Postman Pat. So... 
I am keen, uh, very, very keen on Postman Pat to get the job done. I think the only one that can run him down with this sort of race shape is Amron yeah, Boy. Yep. Um, you see him in a race where he's drawn down near the inside and, and not a huge amount of speed, as you said. He should probably clear one and two uh, and find the rail. He's not going to lead, but uh, he chased like an absolute demon on the weekend. So uh, I think he's probably the main danger to Postman Pat, but uh, I think everyone will be tipping Postman Pat this week. I think he'll be hard to beat. There's already market support before we even record this podcast on Monday, nice and early. Race nine, I'm with two cruise mode in good form. Yeah, how good she been since she's come back. I know Paulia Bella's very excited to see her back, back up to 600 metres. She's, uh, she's absolutely fine. Race 10, I'm going Aston Luciano. He's a favourite of mine, and I reckon he goes really well at the Meadows too, so he's drawn to win. This is, uh, this is a good night, Jim, between you and I, because mm. we're matching up a heap. I'm with Aston Luciano as well, the best dog in it. I think Never Be Alone will lead, and Aston Luciano will just smoke the pipe and get, get the job done. The dog named after you in race 11, Water Wally, is who I'm <laughs> with here, number three. Give, uh, give him a bit of uh, a strike of, I guess, putting the line through the form guide last time. Give him a second chance, because he was unlucky, had no room, and I think he'll improve dramatically with a wide runner on his outside. Yeah, it's just all about that first split. We've seen him go 29.75 and 29.89 here. Not too many dogs that have only had 10 starts can do that. So if he gets clear air early and runs about a 5.15, he should be winning. But Gangster Paradise should give him room to move. Last at 10.07, on with Soda Polly. Run was really good last week, cut out at a vital stage. And I think she can, uh, she can bounce back with a win here. I wish you had a thrown to me for some tips first up uh, before you went with yours because it looks like I'm just copying you. I'm with Soda Polly as well. This might be uh, a new record for the amount of amount of tips that are combining here. The old copycat from uh, from Ballarat Smithy. That's it, mate. That's <laughs> it. Hunters Hunting Club. Well, I tell you what, we're in agreement. You've said that a couple of times. Great minds, great minds, great minds. But what are you going to do with the Punters Club, Smithy? You wanted to go first, uh, so take it away. I'm just going to have 50 to win on a fire, Jim. Race five, number one, uh, comes out of an incredible race that Tinker Norm ended up winning the third heat of the state heats. And uh, I think from the inside, the same draw. There's no postman pat put pressure on here. You only know that because of the analyzer, don't you, Smithy? Uh, To be honest, Jim, I I wasn't even with the fire until uh, I heard that wonderful (laughs) analyzer and then I jumped on that and taking the mickey, mate. I was keen on a fire as soon as Uh, I saw the fields come out. Sure you were. I'm keen too. I'll go uh, 25 the win on a fire and I'll go $12.50 each way. In fact, bugger it, 25 the win on Postman Pat as well. So 25 the win a fire. 25 the win on Postman Pat for me. Chances are you're going to lose. Call Gambler's Help 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Just as I let you go, Smithy, you must have really enjoyed the good weather over the weekend down at uh, Phillip Island because we've had the (laughs) the weirdest winter I reckon we've ever had because it literally has felt like spring. Um, I've got a couple of citrus-type trees at home, and they're blossoming. They think it's spring. Um, and I've ran out of tank water, so I've got no water at home at the moment either. It's, we're, we're pretty much in a drought at our place. Gee whiz, mate. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit interesting. I'm just looking out onto the track at the Meadows here at the moment. It looks in wonderful nick, and the conditions are beautiful too. So hopefully this, uh, this maintains throughout the rest of August and we can have a cracking national series. You don't want to see any weeds or anything just popping out from anywhere on the track. There's no <laughs> excuses, okay, with weather like this. I want to see you get your hands dirty. No, our, uh, our team is the best in the business, Jim, as I, as I always say. So uh, I think we'll be fine. Inside Info. 
Now time for a little bit of Nationals inside info and a part of the family. I say this over and over again because she has been so loyal, so reliable. I speak of Lisa Dalbridge on the podcast again. Lisa, as I welcome you in, we have to thank you because last time we needed a dog to follow, you gave us <laughs> Shanlon Wild a couple of days later. Bang, Shanlon Wild wins at Bendigo at about three to one. So I think the punters are forever grateful. Oh, that's okay. My pleasure. Well, we love what you bring to the podcast. Uh, you've tipped us a heap of winners. The dogs have been going beautifully. But I tell you what, before we actually pull apart the Saturday night or Thursday night meeting, don't go to Sandown, Lease. That's my advice. So no. Before, no. Before, I'll probably do it. Before we do that, uh, Zohar Bale last week at Sandown Park, I I was firstly surprised he's only 27 kilos. Uh, secondly, not really surprised, but just impressed by how how dominant he was in that Sandown Park win. Yeah, um, Mark always said from early on, he said, this dog will run 700, but to run his first 700 and to run 41.39, um, it's just unbelievable. I was I was shocked. I I knew he, like, when he went, took off down near the 600 box, I thought, oh, yeah, he'll, he should pick these up, but not when, by the way, he won and the time that he won. It was just unbelievable. Did you, did you watch the race live or were you watching from home? No, I watched it um, in the um, downstairs at, at Sandown yeah. on my phone. <laughs> did you did you notice, Lisa? It might have been hard to see on the phone, but it seemed like the last hundred meters, like his legs were going a hundred miles an hour. Like I, I don't think I've seen a greyhound look like they are just like their legs are going at double the speed. If that makes any sense, yeah. for over seven hundred yeah. meters. Well, maybe because he's so little that they mm. maybe he can do them faster. I don't know. Just little legs. He just he's just got little legs and he's just little. Yeah, well, but, um, have you, yeah. Have you had too many dogs uh, that have been uh, that have been around that uh, twenty seven kilos that that have had the ability of a greyhound like Zohar Bale? Because it would be pretty rare. No, no. I think um, well, White Bandit. He was only like twenty eight and a half kilos when he raced, but I reckon this he might have to be the the lightest like dog that we've like as in male, that we've ever had, like 27. But then um, Valor Bale, he's not much heavier. He's 28.9 or something like that. So there's not much between them, but um, he's nearly as small as the, some of the bitches are nearly, and he's literally bigger than, nearly as big as him. But, yeah, it's uh, weird. But who cares what they weigh, I suppose, as long as they can run like they do, I suppose. Yeah, well, you're not going to complain, are you? They're a, they're a very, no. very good litter, uh, of course. Uh, Yachi Bale's the other one that, uh, that has just been huge, I reckon, in the last few weeks. But we'll go through uh, Thursday night. Just quickly, one-liners on, on the runners <laughs> that you have in because um, there is, there's, we, we're gonna need a, you're going to need a big trailer to get them there, especially if the reserves get a start because you've got a big team in. But race one, oh, no. uh, the maiden final, Shanlon Scout, nine starts, eight placings. So very, very consistent. He's consistent and he... And every time he goes round, he gives his hundred percent. He's and and I I reckon every run he's he's getting a bit better. Like um, he's Shanlon Wald's brother, and he was always probably four or five lengths behind Wald, but um, he keeps plugging away. And I mean, he, he's earning earning some cash, so that's um, and you know running places. But he likes it out there. So I mean, if he can run like he did last week and get in a good position early. 
he, he does run home okay, so maybe a chance for a place. What about race two, number two, Corborn Domino? I rate him a big chance of running a, a very, very big race here. He sort of just got held up at a vital stage last week, and I know yeah. I know. last time we spoke, Lise, you had to scratch him from, I think it was box one at one of the Metro yeah. tracks. You've always had a big opinion of him, and I noticed first up he was in the Southern Star Series as well, so he's obviously been showing you and Marky a bit. Yeah, he, he has. Um, I mean, the... Unfortunately, we had to scratch him, but um, but you know you couldn't run them when they're they're sore. So, uh, but he he's come back okay, and we just thought, well, we're going up for the Southern Star. We might as well throw him in. It was another you know four fifty under his belt. So, um, but he was he was stiff on on Saturday night. So, least he's drawn near the fence again, which is a which is a big blessing for him. So, um, but, but you know, hopefully, he puts his um, right foot forward and can come out the boxes and not get checked early on. He does look a big chance of a big run. What about race three? Crystal Bale, who uh, is one of the most reliable beginners in the game. She hasn't <laughs> been able to spear the leads her last few, but I'd expect that she'll be bouncing back soon. And Eileta Bale's the other one in box three. What do you make of the third race at uh, the Meadows uh, Thursday? Um, yeah, Crystal, um, well, Miles got told he was sacked from handling her last week because she missed the start. <laughs> Every time he miles handles her, she misses it. So, I'm bigger. Mark will be handling that one on uh, Saturday night, uh, Thursday night. But um, yeah, she's very reliable. She just she just struggles over the 500. Um, but then she came out at Sandown, I think it was, and and like ran like you know I, I couldn't. It was a run that she just doesn't normally run like at the Meadows. So, but and then early to Bell, she's only young. Up and comer, she's um, she won three starts ago, I think it was, and you know she she tries. Race seven, national distance <laughs> final, Zohar Bale in box number two. I reckon, firstly, you'd be happy with the draw, um, and as we spoke off, I guess off the top lease, uh, he couldn't have done much more last time. No, I'm very happy that he actually got a start because we were a bit worried that he might not have been only a grade five and never raced at the Meadows over seven hundred, but. Um, thankfully he did, but I mean, he, he's not going to lead them, um, cause he's always, although on Thursday night at Sandown, he got himself in a good position early on and then just got checked. So, mm. um, it just depends on, um, Robbie and Tim's dogs, whether sometimes they can get in people's way and, um, cause, <laughs> cause a bit of strife. But, um, I mean, Alfie Moon, if he comes out like he can come out, and then we lob behind him. You know, it, it'd be be nice to see him um, win. Mm, it's a great, great field. Really looking forward to seeing that one unravel. Yeah. Uh, the National Sprint State Final, you must be happy to have a quarter of the field in that one. Yachi Bale, who I reckon is running himself back into some serious form, and Landon Bale, who is just so consistent, has that terrific early speed. Obviously, I, I'd probably, I'd personally would probably lean to Landon Bale as the better of the two to, to win the race yep. because of that early speed. But if the Yarch gets any type of look at them, we know what he can do. Yes, that's right. I mean, we've taken Lionel into state a few times and he's gone terrible. I, I just, I don't know whether it's the travel or, or what it is, but you bring him back here and he runs his five deads and 505. So, I mean, to be drawn out in the pink, he's probably. It's probably other than the red. It's probably a better, a, a good box for him in this type of race because he can. He's got the pace that he could hopefully cross them. The only question with um, El Dorado, if if uh, it comes out as well, but um, it'd be nice to see him get out in front and 
maybe get, you know, a decent win under his belt because he is such a consistent campaigner and, um, you know, he, he tries his little heart out and, um, yeah, but then Yachi Bull, I reckon his run on Saturday night was the best run he's ever run at the Meadows. I kept mm. saying that he, he doesn't like the Meadows, but he actually railed under on the first corner, went under dogs and, and then made him – it was nearly like a Sandown Cup um, – the Sand, uh, not Sandown Cup, the Melbourne Cup That's next final. Year, where he, <laughs> hey, that's next year. Yeah. The Sandown Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like the Melbourne Cup run. He, he got on the fence, and railed under, and then and then skipped out wide. And but he didn't run as wide in the home straight at the Meadows on Saturday night, which was um, pleasing because you know he can run you know six or seven wide down the straight mm. sometimes. So, but um, I mean, they're all good dogs in that race. So. You know, good luck to whoever wins, but I hope it's us. <laughs> i tell you what, it is It is an amazing field. It's it's, it's easily a group one field, the, the state yeah. final, no doubt about that. How, how do you see Postman Pat, like as, a, as an opposition rival, I suppose, coming to the Meadows? Do you, do you sort of sit there in awe of what he's been able to do coming from New Zealand and, and really taking the racing game by storm? Yeah, I mean it's a big it's a big um, it's a big trip for him to come over from where he's come. I mean, it's hard enough going into state sometimes, let alone coming across the the, the Tasman or whatever they call it. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, like he obviously they wouldn't have sent him if they couldn't didn't think that he'd do any good over here. So mm. and he's proved that he ha- he can, and um, you know, he, he's such a a faultless beginner most times, but. Um, yeah, just he's he's been a good dog. Race nine, you've got Ailey Bale, Whitley Bale, drawn four and seven. The better of the two there, you think, Lise? Um, Ailey Bale. She missed a kick though on Saturday night. Um, she did have box seven, just couldn't get into the race at all. So, um, but then you've got uh, Paula Bella's dog off the two, who is going super at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes over over the 600, but, um, and Whitley Bell, she always tries. She, um, she ran second yesterday at Sandown, um, was a good run running home over the top of him, but, um, Ailey would be the better one out of the two. Jelpa Bale, who I reckon, uh, Paul Hammond might have tipped, I, I just heard an ad not too long ago, uh, of Jelpa Bale winning, and I'm pretty sure, uh, Paul Hammond was tipping that on RSN 927, uh, won at 20 to 1 last week at Sandown Park, so, yeah, can, uh, can she go back to back at a big price? Oh, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> she, um, she's just every run. She seems to just be improving. She, at the start, she, you know, she got into a bit of trouble. Didn't quite understand what was going on. But um, the last say four runs out of her five have been super. So um, she's going on nicely, and um, that's you never know what might happen. Just depends on box rise. She. She done nine, nine, nine times out of ten comes out terrible, but um, but then she's got she she musters pace and gets herself into a race. So as long as they don't get too far in front of her, she should be she should be a chance. You know, by now at the end of the podcast, Lisa, I like to get the best bet of the night <laughs> from you. Uh, who do you rate as the best chance? Um, Cornborn Domino. Yeah, okay, Cornborn Domino, the up and comer. Yep. Um, and as I do, I don't want to go... put the moz on. I don't no. want to put the moz on the other two. <laughs> good idea, good idea. And as I let you go, Lise, uh, moving forward, you have given us dogs to follow every time that have exceeded our expectations. They have been just incredible to pop into a black book. Have you got one somewhere in the kennel that we should be popping into our black book tonight? 
Um, oh, James. Well, I can tell you I put the Christo Bale pups that were at the first litter oh, around go. today at the Meadows, and they all went around and chased and bit, and, um, bit on. Yep. So they're 16 and a half months old, so never been – Never been to a racetrack before. Only been around in the, um, you know, the mini um, mooring thing. So, um, pretty happy with those. That's all we but, need, Lise. That'll do. We'll, we'll yeah. just put down the Christo litter that are about 16 and a half months old. I know you've given yeah, a lot of keep an eye on them. We'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye. Don't you worry about that. Ask me in a couple of weeks after we've trolled the wheeler ones and then I'll let you All right. Know. It sounds like a plan. We'll have to get you back on soon. But uh, we do wish you the best on what is a big night at uh, the Meadows on Thursday night. Two runners in the state sprint final and the one runner, Zohar Bale, representing Team Dalbridge in the stairs. All the best for a big night of chasing, Lise. Thank you. What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free confidential support.